Hey, Armstrong and Getty here, and the real estate market is about as crazy as it's ever been. I mean, it's just none of the old rules apply anymore. Everything's different. You gotta, you, you need expert advice. And there will be a new set of new rules next week, too, probably. That's why you have to get great real estate representation, good or bad or mediocre, will no longer do. Give Robert Millward a call. Robert's with Intero Real Estate now at 204-9493. Maybe you're thinking about selling. What's your house worth? Get a good solid number instead of a wild guess. Maybe you're not upside down anymore because, as Jack said, the rules are changing. Who can get approved for a short sale? Who can get approved for a mortgage? Call 204-9493, 204-9493. Talk to the only guy I'd use or go to JoeGettysRealtor.com. That's JoeGettysRealtor.com. much whatever daunting task you have today or this weekend it is not as daunting a task as if you lived in texas right now and you're trying to figure out what to do with your your house gone and no place to go to work and no money and etc etc something tells me the old home depot is a bit hit up for materials too we were discussing when it opens yesterday uh, how to just a mind-boggling the task of of getting back to normal life and rebuilding might be and uh, who should i run into in the lunchroom but uh, Leo Grover, restoration contractor, uh, he works for Pinnacle Emergency Management, and uh, Leo is with us uh, in the studio. Hey, Leo, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks for oh, having me. Can you me. get like an inch away from the mic? Pull you it to it. you. Here we go. Sean didn't give you the primer. <laughs> Did you give him the primer, or do you say primer? Did you give him either one? No. Anyway, uh, so uh, what is it your company does? What are you going to do? Uh, we, uh, we're a disaster contractor where we respond to um, sudden accidental cassette catastrophes whether it's small or enormous like this uh-huh. and uh there's there's so many across the nation it's a you really don't get to know who we are until until you have to file an insurance claim and something bad happens aren't there contractors in the local areas already wherever well people if, you have get, something if you can imagine um everything there is gone now so even the contractors are gone um fire police every, everything's kind of uh in those local areas that have been devastated resources from across the country are coming in convoys of of power trucks from north south east and west it's it's really an absolutely amazing thing to witness and be a part of do you like do you show up with drywall and tools and all that sort of stuff well uh it will be i'll tell you every gen if you go try to get a generator now um locally they're 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 on they're on trucks already going so lowe's home depots er everything that is going to be needed down there to create power to to do to to just suck up the junky water the power cords everything is going down there and i mean teams and teams from lowe's home depot uh hilti you just name it it is it is unlike anything and we got another storm coming right you know, so we understand but what do you guys specifically do you're well, going to get to houston what are you going to do well we will be called in by various insurance companies or independent adjusting firms that are going to absolutely need assistance and guidance to make sure that the insurance claims for individuals, companies are being handled properly and being uh, mitigated. The damages are as, as best as can be mitigated will be mitigated. And they know you're not a scumbag. Well, uh, they don't. Because they're so... They don't? <laughs> yeah. How would they know? Uh, no, I'll tell them. He seems you know, like a nice fellow. No, but there are so many rip-off artists that no, descend and, on a scene well, like that. Well, 
you're absolutely right. And so we, uh, insurance contractors, we follow software programs. There's there's a couple of them that we use, and they're, they're guidelines on what we have to do. And we have to submit it. We work with the homeowner or business that's going to contract with us. So they contract with us. Insurance companies might recommend, hey, this is this is a good company, and this is a good company. So they recommend uh you know, you got to mitigate your damages. We don't want them getting any worse, which they're very bad at the moment. So they'll try to mitigate the damages by getting an emergency contractor in there to clean up, gut out, so that it doesn't expand and get bigger than. But everything is affected, and there is not enough contractors. There's not enough insurance adjusters to be adjusting what's going to be happening down there. Right. right. So a hell they, of a lot of waiting. How do they determine prices? I've always wondered about that because we we all in uh, you know in in theory don't like the idea of gouging. You, you find somebody that's you know really in a bad situation. And you got something they want. And you just really stick it to them because you know they don't have any choice. On the other hand, I mean, there's just supply and demand and. I mean, right. they have a tremendous demand, and there's a limited supply. So, I mean, that's going to drive the price up. So, well, I, I, well, how do, who figures that out? Well, there's a we use a software problem, program called Xactimate, and it is geared line item by line item what was destroyed in the house, whether it's a toilet overflow, and it's you know 18 linear feet of baseboard, and a and the bathroom, or the square footage of the bathroom has to come up, and then two feet of drywall up. All that's measured out, and the, and you take a look at what. In order to match that paint, it's all measured. It's all exact. And uh, there are some areas where there's going to be room for conversation of, you know, can a contractor do what an adjuster thinks can be done? And so you have that conversation. You come to an agreed scope. And that scope then will have a line item of dollars that uh, are basically agreed upon by zip code. So sheetrock in, um, in, in a, some town that is n- not like uh, San Francisco the same square footage of sheetrock in a in a urban town is not going to be the same cost of sure. putting back in San Francisco. So the prices range by zip And those code. prices are established before the hurricane even hit. That's right. just a table. Yes. And about exists. every quarter, okay. there's a, various groups of insurance companies and contractors across the nation that will come to an agreement, and the prices will change. Uh, about every quarter, we have to upload a new... Right. Um, well, and price, I know there are anti-gouging laws and stuff like that. I don't want to get too hung up on on the price thing, but um, I know you can only raise prices by X amount in a disaster in some states. And uh, but I don't. Yeah, I don't. but these are like paid out insurance dollars, right. so it's uh they're they're pretty pretty regulated. It's it, right. Okay. They're, they're you're well watched over. Leo Grover is a restoration contractor. He heads to disaster sites. Do you have like an army of guys and gals? Uh, um, that that you just you, you all live together in a bunkhouse, and when there's a disaster, you you jump on a well, plane. Well, I'll that tell work? you right now, every hotel is 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 filled up twenty five, forty miles, a hundred miles from where this devastation is. Mm-hmm. All these people have to go live somewhere, and all these contractors are coming in. Contractors, uh, I'm using kind of broadly, so it could be insurance, it could be FEMA, it could be just any, it sure. could be church groups coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, after Hurricane Katrina and Rita, I bought a few homes in uh, Mississippi, and so I would put house a lot of people. I still have one home in Mississippi, so that I've got two acres out there, so that will be like a, a starting ground. And um, if you know, it, I know another hurricane's coming, and the, the it takes a special group of people to to just pack up and go. But seriously, do you have a bunch of employees on the payroll that kind of wait around? 
for a no. disaster to strike, or do you just no. know who There's, to call them? So, so you have technical trades, and then you have crews that gut. And so we try to hire. Once we get there, we establish what jobs we're going to do, what's the scope going to be, and then we hire locally. We try mm. our very best to hire locally. I see. Okay. We do bring a couple of very good, bright uh, superintendents and project managers that really understand what their job is, and then we hire locally to 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 do as much work as we possibly can. Wow, interesting and cool for the local folks who probably need a gig right now. And I do want to say that just one thing that that the there is not a, enough people who are going to rely on the government. It is so it, the amazing thing that people come out of the woodwork and assist and help the church groups. The, the it's just amazing. Every corner if there's a if there's a empty lot of uh, just asphalt, you're going to see clothing and backpacks filled with things. It's amazing what America does on these. So on you these see the designers. best of humanity in absolutely. These things. That's interesting. That's mm-hmm. really it's interesting. Really phenomenal. Yeah, that's that's great. Uh, Leo Grover, restoration contractor for Pinnacle Emergency Management. Leo, if my toilet ever uh, backs up and ruins my sheetrock, I'll give you a call. <laughs> you seem like a good egg. Uh, it's good to meet you. Thanks for coming by. Thank how, you so much for having me. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. you if you head to Houston, how long do you think you'll be there? Uh, like six see. months, two years? I mean, how long? Uh, Katrina, I think I was there for six months. Not, uh-huh. you know, I'd come back and forth. My right. crews would be there. Um, uh, 9-11, I was there for, I think, five months. Um, it, so it, it, it all varies. And six <clears> months. <throat> wow. Six months, um, and then you got another one coming. So it, it, it takes a long time. All right. You know what? Let's officially unwrap up the interview. Because um, it occurs to me to ask you, how screwed up is the federal uh, flood insurance program? I'm not an expert in that. I'm a complete amateur in that. Okay. But what I do know is that uh, people with insurance, and this is where it's going to get really odd, is what came first, the wind and took off the roof and flooded the house? Oh, yeah. Or did the flood rise up and flood the house? And, oh, and, wow. And people are going to be just devastated when they find out that they don't have insurance. It's it's really a... It's it's pretty tragic. Then the SBA will come in and teams of SBA. So if the uh, wind took off the roof, your homeowner's insurance ought to take that, and absolutely. then it rains. So right. that's something. That's a homeowner's insurance. Yeah. But somebody will claim it was the flood. Right. Gotcha. Did wow. the water come down or come up first? So wow. sometimes we'll we'll begin work, right? And then you talk to the adjuster, and he goes, you know what? We're sending a reservation of rights letter because we, we're really looking to see if they've got coverage. And you've already begun. It's a major risk for a lot of contractors. You've got to really be sharp, understand what's covered and what's not. Yeah. Wow, unbelievable. Yeah, it, it is it's 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 life-changing once you get there and you see what happens. It's it's really f- phenomenal. Mm, interesting. Leo, uh, once again, we appreciate you coming by. Really interesting stuff and good luck down there. Thank you. Uh, go do your best for the folks cuz Lord knows they need it. Yep, very good. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, there. it's our pleasure, yeah. Are there people out there like you who root for these things to happen? I know that would make you an awful person. I don't know you. I don't think you're doing that, but uh you know, there's a lot. Hey, can we turn his microphone back on somehow? So we can answer. There you go. Yeah, I don't want to say we root for it, but this is what we're trained to do. Sure. I mean, and there's a, we are, you know, there is a, a standard that we have to be uh, held to by uh, associations that were, that us emergency response restoration. Yeah, you're probably like firefighters. Them. You're really good at it. And if it happens, you want to be the ones who fight it. Well, I don't think auto body shops need to root for car wrecks. They're going to happen. Hmm. Oh, they, always oh happen. they root for them. They like they they like a good rainy day. Trust me. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
cry. So I can't really, I can't really talk about it. I don't know why it makes me so upset. It just really makes me just really upset. So yeah. I really hope people know I'm not like I couldn't fake it. I just like it's just you know my grandma's sitting here and my mom's here and I go home to my seven dogs and. If I didn't have that anymore, it'd just be really hard. So I'm really happy to help any way that I can, and I hope people understand wow. and can put themselves in those people's shoes and just know what it feels like to have everything okay. taken away from you. That's, so. a, that's a good one. Vince pointed out to me, because oh, I'm, I've been a, a fan of this uh, genre for a it's long time. It's an art time. form, really. Yeah, actresses who get broken up over things uh, and then uh, pretend to cry and then quickly pull it together because they're fake crying. Right. And Miley Cyrus did a pretty good job right there. Yeah, just I just get so emotional when I'm talking about this, and that's why I've gotten involved. <laughs> and then pivots to her normal 40-year-old man yeah. voice. 40-year-old <laughs> chain-smoking man voice. Yeah, it's, that's something. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, Cover your breasts, Harlot. So I, I just think it's worth noting, we got a handful of texts, well, half-dozen texts from people... Contractors, uh, people who've been in situations where they know about this thing, who really didn't like the guest we just had on. Oh boy! And and uh, for a variety he of reasons, with the insurance companies to find out how much you're going to get. And uh, yeah, yeah. So I I don't know anything about it, but I just thought it was interesting that there was a, a pretty pretty vocal reaction to some people of Oh wait a second, I can't believe I'm hearing this crap. Mm, interesting. Uh, so you know, well, it can be an adversarial process, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, there's some uh, yeah, some angry texts there. Really interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'll be danged. Never would have guessed. Yeah. Well, I got I got to admit, I have no idea how the whole thing works. So, I'm yeah, not, I'm not going to make any comment either direction. No, indeed. Coming um, up at eight o'clock, Jack's dad, special guest. Yeah, turns it, turns eighty this weekend. So my mom's birthday is today. Really? As a matter of fact, an interesting coincidence. Happy birthday, mom! If you're listening. In certain areas, hazard insurance policies also... And yes, I'm going to call her later. Settle down, everybody. What? <laughs> in certain areas, hazard insurance policies have exclusions for named storms. So they might not cover the roof removed by the wind if it was a named storm. So if, if, if the storm is big enough that it gets a name, then all of a sudden, we're out. That's How about if I name it Stormy McStormface on the internet? What then, huh? Yeah. Uh, and then we got this, because we were talking earlier about you're more likely to die from a heart attack during sex. And uh, what that's all about. Then other activities, correct? Yeah. Because everybody's all naked and embarrassed and doesn't want to tell somebody that you had a heart attack during sex. Who knows? I, or this I believe is, it. Or this is completely bogus. Seems perfectly factual to me. Most stuff you hear in radio and TV is bogus. And then you throw in that it's sex-related, then you're almost guaranteed. <laughs> almost all sex-related stuff is bogus. <laughs> Uh, sex and heart attacks. I think the issue is that if you're getting sex, you rationalize in your head that you're not having a heart attack as you may not know when you'll get sex again. So it's too late when you finally figure it out. He's got an example. So you're thinking you're not going to pull the ripcord and bail out. Right. When it turns out you just, you know, the burrito, a little indigestion. The burrito Yates repeating on I'm you. I'm a little out of breath. Uh, years ago, my I feel wife- like an elephant sitting on my chest. Years ago, my wife and I did it infrequently, so one night, while doing it, someone broke into our house, and I kept saying, nah, that's just the cat on the counter. When I finally realized it wasn't, I ran into the living room naked and chased the guy out of the house. Obviously, no place to conceal and carry at that point. <laughs> so he's hearing noises in the house wow. and saying, no, that, 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 that's not, it can't be a burglar, it's got to be the cat. Yeah, that's sure, it. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cat's no, always it's not, breaking honey. glass. It's fine, honey. 
<laughs> I can see that. <laughs> wow. Wow. You certainly That's a chilling memory. You certainly you see the naked part doesn't make as much sense to me as this. I can certainly see you're feeling some pains. You're feeling a little weird, and you you don't want to like if you're if you're sitting watching TV, you might turn to your wife and say, "Man, I feel kind of weird." Right. Sure. Uh, this is strange. You're during sex. You are not going to pull the ripcord on that. As, right. Almost certainly, as a dude, you're probably going to wait at least sixty seconds longer than you would if you were working out and all of a sudden thought, "Wow, I feel really, really strange." I yeah. feel strange. You're, but time you, for the switcheroo. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Getting back to yesterday's show. Yeah, you're not going to bail unless you're feeling really poorly. Yeah, this will so pass. That, this uh, this feeling will pass. I could believe that. Now absolutely. I can't see out of my left eye. Right. <laughs> oh jeez. Sorry. That was, Is that, that a sign? You know, that's too much. I apologize for that. Uh-huh. That's too much. It's uh one of God, you know, a couple of things God has done to uh, torment us. Have hmm. have uh, Phil McGraw be as successful as he is. Correct. Dr. Phil. And make indigestion and heart attacks feel so similar. <laughs> I mean, yeah. why would God do that? Yeah. I'm going to take one of the most likely things to kill you and one of the things you're most scared of in life feel just like when you've eaten too much greasy food. <laughs> which is, you know, the modern diet, unfortunately. Yeah, which is what most people eat. Yeah. Anyway. Agreed. Agreed. So uh, much good stuff to come. I need help on this one. Speaking of is it true or not. And I normally check this sort of thing out before we do the show. Um, well, you know, we're occasionally duped by, uh, you know, fake articles, but this looks really, really good. It's really, really well done. Joel and Victoria Osteen, the uh, pastor and his wife of that mega church in Houston that either closed or didn't close or admitted refugees or didn't. Giant 16,000 seat mega money church it was either underwater or completely dry right depending on who you ask i've seen people with here's the satellite image photos that show that it's underwater here's the satellite image photos show that it was completely dry right so, i don't know what i'm supposed to here's do. your headline joel and victoria osteen announced their resignation from church to focus on new initiative breaking news they'll be interviewed by oprah on their decision to leave lakewood they appeared on Oprah's TV show today to announce their resignation as pastors of Lakewood Church. Their televised sermons seen by over 7 million. The Osteens have uh, announced they've invested $10.5 million. Can anybody verify that? On an all-natural skin care line called Amabella. No, no okay. No, that, that. Joel and Victoria explained their decision to stop working on the TV series was tough, but they truly believe their work with Amabella, Amabella will make a bigger difference in the world. I believed it up until you got to the skin cream part. Okay, now I don't believe it anymore. <laughs> And Oprah doesn't have a TV show. Victoria explained. What? Oprah has a TV network. I, I'm, I think she's got something on there. The the. But what oxygen? did they, what did they What's say called? they were going to announce it on? She doesn't have a show, does she? Victoria explained she's been using products from the creator of Amabella for over 20 years to maintain her youthful uh, complexion. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm buying this. So you think that's fake, huh? That's just be my guess. That's an odd thing to fake up. It is. I mean, the joy you would get from faking that up seems like it'd be pretty low. I mean, I'm I love a good prank. I love a good trolling, a crank phone call, etc. Um, I would think just saying they're hypocrites and have perverted the word of Christ to make themselves rich would be a little better way to troll them than claim they're investing in a skin cream. It's a bit of a, a glancing blow, if you know what I mean. Charlatans don't usually abandon their gold mine as easily as that. To run a skincare line and announce it on Oprah. 
That's some odd trolling. He's packing a basketball arena every week and getting unbelievably wealthy off of it. I just I can't see walking away from that very easily. Right. Why wouldn't you just go with uh, Jesus Love You Skin Cream and keep the uh, the main scam going? The the memes mocking him have been priceless. My favorite is uh, he's on Noah's Ark, and uh, there's a bunch of people in the water, and he's saying, F you, Houston. Mm. Wow. How about Moses Moisturizers? There you go. Because it rhymes, because it's got some uh, alliteration going. That's, that's not good. Not not strong. Mm. No, no is the answer, Michael. No. Uh, coming up. Yes. Coming up. You notice I've transitioned to my serious voice. A couple of professors wrote an editorial encouraging a return to classic American values, including child rearing within marriage, hard work. Self-discipline and respect for authority. This is also fake. The, oh, it's not. It's absolutely. I not. don't believe a couple of professors would do that. <laughs> well, that's why it's so odd. Uh, from University of Pennsylvania and University of San Diego, they published an op-ed in the Philadelphia Inquirer, and their careers are at risk. Their lives are at risk. They are pariahs. Want to hear that? I want to hear that. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Now, President Trump pushing back on reports of White House infighting and intrigue. We'll have the latest tweets. Uber is suing Uber, and disposable camera sales are booming these days. Stories minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. You see, President Trump, when you tweet about these stories, then everybody hears about them. Otherwise, most people don't ever hear about them or care. But then you react to them. And then all of a sudden, it's a much bigger story. Have you not figured that out yet? It's interesting. as a master manipulator of the media that he hasn't figured that out. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Fine. I'm getting a surprising number of uh, texts from people having heart attacks during sex. Wow. I'm sorry on multiple levels. Plus. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. You interrupt my workout? Fine. I didn't want to do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wasn't exactly loving it. <laughs> uh, welcome to Good, the program. I've had a heart attack. I can quit. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting to quit since I got on this stupid machine. <laughs> Let's get the no- news now. Not the nose. The news with Marsha Phillips. Fellow Mayor Houston says his city has turned the corner. Mayor Sylvester Turner saying that the nation's fourth largest city is now ready and open for business. There's no doubt in my mind. That the city that I know, which I was born in Reed, the city that I know, this city will bounce back like never before. Now, President Trump tweeting he is returning to Texas tomorrow. He will be visiting Houston. He's also been tweeting some pushback on a number of news stories out there, batting down a story about growing tensions with the new chief of staff, John Kelly. That is just... D.C., like it's high school gossip as far as I'm concerned. It never ends. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, there wasn't nearly as much during the Obama administration because they didn't take as much delight in it. But, yeah, it's gossip. <laughs> and and if he wouldn't react to this stuff, right. nobody would even notice it happening. Official Trump tweet reader Vincent Nicholas. General John Kelly is doing a great job as chief of staff. I could not be happier or more impressed. And this administration continues to get things done at a record clip. Many big decisions to to be made over the coming days and weeks. America first! What? He, he both understands the rest of the country yeah. better than the uh, mainstream media, 
while at the same time reacting to the Beltway New York corridor when you don't have to because the rest of the country's not paying that much attention to it. It's it's interesting. Yeah, I was thinking about this phenomenon the other day, how Trump is such an unbelievably effective communicator and an unbelievably ineffective communicator. <laughs> and it finally dawned on me, Donald Trump is to communication what I am to the guitar. I have a very limited range of things I can do, and I do them pretty well. But, like, somebody says, hey, you want to jam? And show me your blazing blues lick? No. No, I don't. No, thank you. I'll play a song I know. Uh, but, but other than that, I, Trump has a very, very... He knows yeah. like three licks. This is going to be great. I'm great. My opponents are morons. He has three licks. And if it gets more complicated than that, that's where it bogs down. And Trump managed to fire off another volley at former FBI Director James Comey today following reports that Comey began drafting an exoneration statement for Hillary Clinton before interviewing her in connection with her private email use as Secretary of State. Before interviewing her and 16 other yes. witnesses. Key witnesses. Go ahead, yes. sir. Yes. Once again, we have official Trump tweet reader Vincent Nicholas. Wow, looks like James Comey exonerated Hillary Clinton long before the investigation was over and so much more. A rigged system! President referring to allegations made this week by the Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley and Senator Lindsey Graham. That's a fairly interesting story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to dig into that, because that, if it's true, and uh, Lindsey Graham doesn't throw around crap. Right. He's a pretty serious guy. Yep. Um, if that's true, that's uh, very difficult to explain in a reasonable way. Tensions between the U.S. and Russia continue growing. The U.S. ordering Russia to close the consulate in San Francisco and two diplomatic buildings in New York and Washington. The move's a response to Moscow's shrinking of American diplomatic operations in Moscow. The order, Moscow's order, was a reaction to new U.S. sanctions on Russia over interference in the presidential campaign. Back and forth and on and on it goes. Do you think that means anything? I was researching the Comey thing. What'd you say, Marshall? No. We're, ta- we're talking <laughs> no, about... Don't, don't bother. <laughs> We've got a uh, small computer company based in Tallahassee, Florida, claiming it was the first to come up with the name Uber. Uber operations suing the ride-sharing company Uber Technologies, charging trademark infringement and brand confusion. I think the Goths and the Visigoths and the Germanic tribes probably came up with the word Uber and have been using it for hundreds of years. I like Uber, but I could live the rest of my life without hearing an Uber story. Yeah, no kidding. God. Disposable camera sales making a comeback. Camera company Fujifilm predicting it's going to sell 7.5 million disposable cameras this year. Sold 6.5 mil last year and about 3 million the year before. You know, I why did, why did the Polaroid go away? I like the Polaroid. It's back. Is it back? The can kids you, love them. Can you buy it? Yep. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the kids love them. Yeah. I thought that was a big story a couple of years ago that they stopped making film for those things. Did they start again? Apparently. <laughs> the Polaroid that comes with, with it, and, and uh, they made it all cool and high-tech right. and faster and way better quality um, and just cooler, like, li- lovelier to look at, but, prettier to look at. But while I have, like, 9,000 pictures in my phone, almost all of them of right. my kids, I have very few physical pictures. Right. Because the getting around to actually printing them off, you know, when you got right. enough toner and color toner in your printer and all that sort of stuff, and the right kind of paper, you just had way more pictures when you just had a freaking Polaroid mm-hmm. camera, and it's birthday time, and you snap a shot, and now you have a physical picture in your hand. All right. 
Here's a, here's a little hint to Rooney. If you uh, like go to Walgreens or Costco, they'll print out your digital picture for like 30 cents. I know they nice will, quality. but for some reason, it's just, you know, a couple of steps harder than just pressing a button on my picture and it comes out. Anyway, Fujifilm is also giving credit to 20-somethings for study, uh, for going back to buying the uh, disposable cameras because they say they have a desire to preserve their memories in a more authentic, unfiltered, and unedited manner. Doesn't that... Elephant in the room? Like, Polaroids were originally just how people took nudes of each other, right? (laughs) You couldn't get them developed with the Photoshop. Digital cameras came along. Hey, look, now we don't need Polaroids anymore. iCloud started to get hacked. Nudes get leaked. Hey, we need to go back to the paper method again. So so now Polaroids are back. No one else sees these dots being connected? So you believe nudes are what's driving the analysis of a porn addict. That's the only reason people had Polaroids in the first place. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here I'm Strong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. So, 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 Sean, that, that's why my parents had Polaroids. So, oh, so that if you wanted does... some tastefully done nudes of your your significant other, you couldn't take those to the right. photo mat. You'd had the, you'd be turned into right. the authority. Jack, you can oh, ask yeah. your dad. He's coming up. Uh, we're going to talk to Jack's dad at eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah, nobody's going to ask my dad that. Um, uh, you can't silence me. <laughs> no, I got to get a I got to get a Polaroid camera. I want one of those. There. A couple of professors say they're in favor of hard work and self-discipline, and their careers are threatened. Because those are bourgeois values. We also got an auto body guy who said, yes, we do like it when it rains, hoping for Rex. (laughs) My point was that you don't have to root for it because it's going to happen. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. dad on there in about 15 minutes as he turns 80 this weekend 80s a landmark age mm. i'd say you gotta admit you're an old guy if you're 80 yeah there's there's no getting around that if you say you're middle-aged well it's kind of funny actually i like and, it but. and my dad's super healthy and his doctor told him you're gonna live to be a very old man told him that just recently but yeah, I think everybody's got to think at 80. This might be my like last landmark birthday, right? Doesn't everybody have to think that? I'm not sure you or, think about that a lot. maybe you don't. You think, what the maybe hell? Maybe you don't. But Let it ride. You know? I don't suppose there's any point in thinking about it, but... Right. It's like if you're having a good day at the uh, the tables, the gambling tables. I play a little cards now and again. This is probably the last hand I'll ever win. Nah, you think, like, let it ride. Playing good, feeling good. I'm 80? It's the new 76. <laughs> so this is just unbelievable. This There is an enormous cultural intellectual divide in America, and it, it it's, it's scary. I think to look at the other side, you think those people are absolutely cuckoo nuts. Here's an editorial in the uh, Phil- big Philadelphia paper. By University of Pennsylvania law professor Amy Wax and University of San Diego law professor Larry Alexander, it called for a revival of the bourgeois values that characterized mid-century American life, including child-rearing within marriage. Say that's better than child-rearing outside of marriage. Statistics studies would show you that. Hard work is better than not working hard in terms of being successful. Self-discipline on and off the job and respect for authority. 
The editorial took aim at the 1960s movement that encouraged encouraged anti-authoritarian, adolescent, wish-fulfillment ideal of sex, drugs, and rock and roll that was unworthy of and unworkable for a mature, prosperous adult society. So one of those is pretty controversial, one just kind of. The, the child-rearing thing, controversial, obviously. Authoritarian, it, in terms of the be. science, shouldn't be. It, it's no. utterly uncontroversial. Right. But in popular culture. Right. The authoritarian thing, somewhat, the other one shouldn't be controversial at all. Hard work, <laughs> self-discipline, respect yeah. for authority. You know, it depends on what you mean. I mean, mindless, blind, uh, uh, you know, following of authority without questioning it is it's not good. It's not healthy. How about the fact that you have to have some? But adolescent pleasure-seeking as a, a cultural norm is, is ridiculous. Anyway, um, so they talk about lagging education levels, lowest male workforce participation since the Depression, opioid abuse, high illegitimacy rates. Um, they catalog the self-defeating behaviors that leave too many Americans idle, addicted, or in prison. The single-parent antisocial habits prevalent among some working-class whites, the anti-acting white rap culture of inner-city blacks, the anti-assimilation ideas gaining ground among some Hispanic immigrants are negatives for them. Um, uh, Then, throwing caution to the wind, this writer says, they challenge the core tenet of multiculturalism. All cultures are not equal, they write, or at least they are not equal in preparing people to be productive in an advanced economy. Uh, et cetera. Until, um, unless America's elites again promote personal responsibility and other bourgeois virtues, the country's economic and social problems will only worsen, they conclude. Well, the campuses on which these people teach in various campuses around the country have gone full on nuts, howling at the moon, uh, nuts. Um, and, and here's your, uh, here's your pen, uh, school paper. It came out with a headline, uh, not all cultures are equal, says Penn Law Professor. Um, it Naturally, it placed it all. Oh, it quoted a Middlebury College professor who claimed that Middlebury's, quote, students of color were being attacked and felt attacked by a lecture one of these professors once gave on black family breakdown, which is an undeniable statistical reality. But the black kids on campus felt attacked by that, which kind of just more or less summarizes the entire problem with higher education right now. Uh, the centerpiece of the story was an interview with uh, Professor Wax. Um, she stuck by her thesis. I don't shrink from the word superior with regard to some cultural norms, she told the paper. Everyone wants to come to the countries that exemplify these values. Everyone wants to go to countries ruled by white Europeans. Western governments have undoubtedly committed crimes, she said, but it would be a mistake to reject what is good in those countries because of their historical flaws. The the fuse was lit, and some of this is absolutely hilarious. The Daily Pennsylvanian uh, quoted an organization called Get Up, um, a statement about the wax op-ed, condemn the presence of toxic, racist, sexist, homophobic attitudes on campus. Never mind that nobody said anything about sexes or races or, or or homosexuality at all. But I guess the college campuses are just melting down over this editorial. Work it's, hard, be self-disciplined. It's interesting. You'd have at least half the country, I think it's more than half, but you know, at least half of the country who would find nothing at all like remarkable in that. 
No. It wouldn't even be that interesting to read, actually. Almost it's too obvious to say. It's almost boring. Right. Exactly. Okay. And to others, it's an outrage that must be fought. Take to the streets. Tooth and nail. Exactly. Here's here's an example for you. It's funny. I've been sitting on this article for a couple of days because I thought it was so exceptional. Have you followed the story of this guru in India who was just sentenced to 20 years uh, for raping two female followers? It's uh, interesting how often... If there's some subsect of religion, some guru, uh, part of their doctrine is, I get to sex up young women. Yeah. Pretty much a universal. Yeah. But this guy, Gurmeet Ram Rahim Singh, has got a huge following. Um, he claims to have more than 60 million followers. Whoa! They call God him the dang. guru of bling. He produces outlandish music videos, uh, garbed in sequin costumes and gold jewelry, and he's... He's, he's super rich, obviously, but he's a very popular guru. So he got convicted of rape because he is a serial rapist. Huge riots in a couple of Indian cities. Total of 38 people are dead wow. from the riots. Wow. 38 dead in a riot over a religious leader who's clearly a serial rapist. Is that superior or inferior to, for instance... The flawed American justice system. If you if you can't answer that question or you refuse to answer that question, you're just a sap. You're just dumb. Is that better or worse than restraint and respecting each other's religious beliefs? If you can't answer that question, you're a dope. Got to get Sean my dad's phone number so he can call my parents at home, talk to my dad. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.